0: Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott and I'm Tiff Armant and this episode is brought to you by Baron Fig. Hey Tiff, happy happy third anniversary. It's our third anniversary? Yep, 3 years is leather in both Sweden and the US, which I find really hilarious because sometimes Ooh. they're completely different and sometimes they're shifted. So the first 2 years are paper and cotton or cotton and paper depending on where you are. Anyway, I was like, should I have made Tiff some sort of weird little leather scrap? pouch or
1: something (laughs) we should have started that in the beginning making each other anniversary gifts crafty anniversary gifts it would have been so in line with the show Mm -hmm. and then we could have like surprised each other and we could have opened it on air oh man the possibilities the (laughs) mist dashed hopes
0: (laughs) but i did get a sort of not quite surprise in the mail because i got i got a glass manatee in yes, the it finally arrived like a month later. <laughs> I I was in such a tizzy that I went, when I went to thank you uh, <laughs> in a message, I wrote it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. I lost the ability. to type. You were just
1: like pound typing because like. because I, I was just
0: like, oh my god, it's so beautiful. I, oh. I posted it on on my Instagram. I'll post it on on the show's Instagram as well. It has like little. I don't know for their freckles or dents in in your mind, but it has like little dots. Do you like melt and drop glass? How do you, do you how do you do that? Uh, it's actually paint. It's paint
1: for oh. glass, like it's glass specific paint. And so I put the little little uh, butt freckles on the <laughs> man because like they have like that like freckly
0: uh-huh. skin. So yeah, they're they're mottled, but it's so pretty. It's so and I like have to figure out what best what window to hang it in cuz i want it especially cuz it has this sort of i don't know like oil slick surface yeah like an iridescent glass to the yeah. clear parts yeah so i'm like i have to hang it somewhere where, where it'll get sun but i also want to like almost carry it around with me and hang hang it in windows <laughs> in whichever room and i'm also like well i also need to make sure that the cats can't get to it
1: <laughs> it's sturdier than you think. I've, uh, oh, it might I don't be sturdier use, than our windows. <laughs> don't use a suction cup on windows because they often fall. Like, if there's mm-hmm. any temperature change in the window and they fall, um, we started that with the ones that like I made for Adam first and they fell off the window like five times and Only like after the fifth time
0: did it get a crack in it. So it wasn't (laughs) like that. They're pretty sturdy. I I feel really good about being clumsy because it means that I can tell people that my ceramics will hold up to a lot because like everything I own has been dropped at least once or like knocked off something.
1: (laughs) But that's the thing about like now I'm learning about like making sun catchers and that kind of stuff that that's like an art medium that needs light in order Mm to... For like the enjoyment of it or like to really get the full color spectrum because now like hanging something that gets backlit, then you don't see it from one side if it's
0: not lit. Like it's it's ve- – they're very hard to take pictures of too. It's Oh, I bet. It's very tricky. <laughs> I told you last time that I'd gotten stuff to uh, make my own like acrylic buttons, my resin buttons, and I don't know if I'd actually done it then. But it's funny, cause no, because with- I
1: told you I was—I made fun of you, and I was like, "You're never gonna do this." And then, like three
0: days later on Instagram, you're like, "I'm proving you wrong," and you totally <laughs> did it. So you should talk about your buttons. I did, and it's it's actually it's really fun, and because we got this like two part silicone that you have to squish together, it's super satisfying to like an even uh, color, even blend of the two, and then you press your whatever it is like your original thing, original thing into it, uh, and then you wait for it to set, and it takes like five minutes, and then you mix up resin and pour it in, and it takes however many days to dry. It cures very slowly when it's cold, let me tell you. <laughs> um, but it's funny because I tried some different like pigments. I also have some large scale glitter, which is going to be amazing. But I got this really nice sort of deep sea green pigment. And it's funny because like if if you just set it down, it almost looks black. Mm-hmm. But if you hold it up to the light, you see the green. But then I'm like, but I'm, I'm not going to have a light inside my shirt. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so you need to like find the balance of like what pigments, like can, how do you get the correct intensity of color? And like that it's opaque, but without it being too dark. Because also, you know, they're pretty small. Mm -hmm. So you won't necessarily get like the chance to see the color. But I'm super excited. Like the silicone works so well. One of them is like this old, like a tiny carved rose button with this like, I don't know, it's probably not even a rose, like a carnation or something with like a bajillion little, little crinkly leaves. And it made like pretty much an exact copy of it. Yeah, I was so surprised when you like
1: showed the finished products of it. They look like vintage buttons. Like it's really very
0: cool how accurate it's able to recreate them. It's it's so satisfying to like demold them. You have you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. The, the, they'll still need a little bit of work like you need to some of the holes don't go all the way through depending on how well you poured them. So you have to right. do a tiny bit of drilling and like uh fixing up the back, but it's it's always dangerous when you're like, a whole new world is opening up. I'm going to make some belt buckles. It's going to be great. It's just, That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: That's so cool to like know that now, not only did like I knit this entire sweater, but
0: I made the buttons too. Mm-hmm. Who makes their own buttons? Julia Scott. People who have no sense of self-preservation. Uh, one thing actually uh, about the glass, because I I remembered one thing that I've wanted to try is with pottery, you can make like a sort of melted glass bottom because like the glaze is glass you know it's oxides that melt into glass at temperature but you can also put like I did like, not know that. I had no idea that's
1: what glaze was. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's oxides that uh are basically like mixed up in water they stick to the to the surface and then when they get hot enough they melt kind of like sand makes glass and this mm-hmm. is weird sand I guess that's science that's not what it is. Uh so they make a surface but you can also like put just scraps of glass in the bottom of something and that glass will also melt at like 1200 degrees Fahrenheit or not Fahrenheit Celsius and make like a glass a new flat glass surface so you can sort of like be inset mm-hmm. into your ceramic thing um, and you can either like set them up in some sort of pattern and they'll melt Uh or you can just like toss them in there see what happens or put even like one big sheet so I was like can I ask Tiff to just like send me tiny, tiny scraps? And I was like, I, I don't think that would work well in the mail i just there's so many just it's not <laughs> well gonna... there
1: are like when i purchase glass for making there is like a category of fusible glass mm-hmm. and non-fusible glass so like there are some um different like sun catchery glass craft that you can do where you melt the glass just like mm-hmm. you're talking about and that's how you get your colors and your shapes together as opposed to doing like the stained glass method um which is ironically called like the Tiffany method, <laughs> which I, I always like smile a little bit about, and I was like, oh, I found how, my. Calling. How far away are you from like big, uh, light fixtures and lamps? Oh, very then... far. I'm 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 going to start attempting my first like 3D style piece Ooh. soon. I have to like I'm clearing out. I'm making a whole bunch of stuff now, and then I'm gonna clear it all out. Um, with like a sale so that I have room to now like focus on something else. Cause like I've started like 12 different things and they're all in various degrees of finished all over my studio. So <laughs> I have to like start just finishing these things. So there's not just like pieces of glass all over the place and then I can like start fresh, but yeah, I'm pretty far from that. So the, there, there is like pieces that you can melt and they are the fusible glass and I have them all mixed in, in like, a bucket of scrap so i don't think that what it do you would do with, wor- the, with the leftovers i don't know see i know there's a mosaic artist out here where i live and she does amazing work all over the island and in florida like she does work everywhere and so i was like when she's actually going to be doing a mural for us and i was curious to ask her if like she wants my scraps i don't <laughs> know if it's like the same or it's different. It seems kind of similar, but again, she probably doesn't need my scraps if she's such a giant mural artist. Like, why do I want your little sun catcher scraps? Also, probably international shipping rates is not super conducive to mailing you a whole bunch
0: of glass. No, <laughs> <laughs> like pieces of glass.
1: <laughs> um, also, I don't
0: know how customs would feel about that. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, is this, <laughs> is this technically a toxic substance yeah. when it's small bits? Yeah,
1: here, for, for the low, low price of $70, I can ship <laughs> a bag of glass to Sweden. Of basically
0: <laughs> fancy sand. Yeah. Uh, no, I, cause, you know, like with, with pottery, as long as it's not fired, you can reconstitute it, but you can't like remelt your scraps into new sheets of perfectly no. fine glass.
1: I use like, I separate them by size. Uh, mm-hmm. that I can still reuse certain pieces if they're big enough to, like, cut a new pattern piece out of. So, like, I have those set aside. And so it's kind of like size classes. I have, like, a bucket of, like, tiny little, like, not going to go anywhere. And I'm just eventually going to throw them away to possibly manageable small pieces and then, like, a bigger and bigger um i did find so like i'm cutting all these little hearts out for these like colorful heart mm-hmm. garlands that i'm making i guess they're they would be so called garlands pretty sun catches i dig them so much i'm really into it uh so they're like, really they... pretty danglies <laughs> they are pretty danglies uh so i've cut a lot of hearts and that leaves like a lot of these little um triangle crescents from, from the top like... of the hearts. yeah butt. <laughs> exactly from the top little like curvy nodes and if you put them together they kind of look like a spider web Ooh. And so I, I've saved like a lot of those and I'm going to see if I can make like tiny little spider webs and possibly also connect those all together. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to see how much I can do with that, which that's my one plan for like tiny scraps. So we'll see if it works out. That's amazing. But I'm probably going to break my fingers like trying to uh, grind these tiny little <laughs> triangles.
0: But yeah, we'll see. So this is possibly a dumb question because it's, you know, they, they, I mean, it feels sturdy. It has some heft to it. Could you make coasters? I mean, I guess I can, I could certainly also be
1: like, I'm going to make mosaic things with mm-hmm. the broken pieces of glass. But then, like, am I spending my time doing what I want to do or am I spending time? Finding something to do with the scraps mm-hmm, from yeah. the thing that I actually wanted. Well, do. I didn't.
0: I didn't mean with the scraps. Just in general, for some reason, I started thinking about like stained glass coasters. Is that a thing, or do they? Would they be too fragile? I don't think it would be fragile. It'd be pretty bumpy. They're not like
1: the whole. Um, you could put like a, a tube of silicone on the bottom. <laughs> but it's also the top that you would like sit anything on that it would look nice. Because with the stained glass, the idea is to get a bead that has. Like, um, yeah, okay. Okay.
0: You're right. That has, that like, saying. height to
1: it? I guess you could just do it differently. Like, you don't have to do the bead. Or but pour yeah.
0: resin on top, maybe? Like, clear? Yeah, it.
1: yeah. You could pour resin on top. Clear resin. But then, like, then it's resin with glass pieces inside. So then why did I solder
0: it? To make it oh, look like stained look. glass.
1: I don't know. <laughs> we're we're well, getting very there gold- are <laughs> Yeah, there,
0: there I mean, because there are resins that are basically, like, turn into a glass-like component mm-hmm. thingy. Now I'm all like, make a table, make a table, Tiff, make a table, make a table. <laughs> see, you're one of those people that are you're like, you start
1: brainstorming, like, what else can I do with this? And that gets, <laughs> see, then I start jumping on that bandwagon, too. And then I get so distracted. And that's one of the things like, I mean, maybe that's a future topic for our show, like, getting distracted with your own stuff, like, from what you actually want to do, because that's mm-hmm. something that I always do that. I get distracted of like, "Ooh, let me go off in this tangent over here and try this." But then I'm like, "Why am I spending all of this time doing this thing that I don't actually want to do just to see if I can? Just to see if I can when I should be spending time doing what I actually want to do, which is over here, and I need to forget about this other stuff." I don't know. Okay.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point and definitely another another Oh, no, I topic. get distracted like, "Ooh, shiny over there," but yeah, it's uh it's a balance. It's also fun to just like brainstorm like how bananas can we go? You know, yeah. like where where Pontus and I were joking about like how how bad how bad of a of a you know silicone mold could we make? Can we make a chair? You know, like you wouldn't download a car <laughs> style of thing. Just because, you know, it's fun to think about like what what could you do? But uh, before i completely lost my my train of thought here uh, and started asking you a bunch of silly questions you actually were almost setting me up for a really great segue because you were talking about like having all this stuff uh spread out yep. over your studio cuz we wanted to talk about cuz we've talked before about like you know uh, having place to having a place to work and how you can find that uh, when you share living space with people, but I feel like we also wanted today to talk about like just sharing spaces for making in a more like specific way, not like how do you find a place to sew if you live in a small apartment, but maybe also if you share that apartment with someone who also is a creative person, like how do you, you know, do you put instead of a chore wheel, do you have a kitchen table wheel on your fridge to take turns uh, because you were you were finding this recently, do you wanna do you wanna share? Yeah, um, recently in
1: my household, we've been having some. Um, uh, I don't want to say issues. Like we've just been finding that there are certain spaces that we tend to overlap our needs, and it's been causing a little tension because of who's getting work time. When the work time is available and like what that actually looks like. So to very specifically put it into terms of like what inspired this topic and like what I'm going through right now. Um, and it's not that we have a small space to deal with. It's, it isn't finding space to do these things. It's more about the, the sharing of the space to do these things. So. And the I'm limited
0: work- tools to do those things.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just all, it's also, um, it's like the practicality of certain things. Like, so I'm a podcaster, obviously, I'm recording a podcast right now. And I have other shows. And my husband is also a podcaster. And we live in the same house. It kind of feels ridiculous to set up two podcasting studios, when both of us record podcasts at different times. And it's not so frequent that like we're both just spending entire days recording shows, right? Like he does two shows. I do three shows. They're not even every week, you know, they're they're intermittent here and there. There, We both have one show that's every week. So the idea of setting up a podcast studio, which involves having the proper microphone and having the proper sound equipment up and, and everything that we've set up so that we sound the best on our shows that we can the idea of then setting up a secondary, less good studio
0: feels silly. Which would basically be for the few times that you might overlap. But not even overlap in this case, because
1: I use Marco, Marco, my husband, for those of you who don't know, um, I use his office to record in. Mm-hmm. He uses his office to work On everything in addition to (laughs) recording podcasts. So it's, it's like, it's his office with his computer, with, um, you know, he is also a programmer. So he's writing a podcast app, he is busy working on everything that he works on. And I have to occasionally interrupt his work tell him to like switch over his computer so then I can record my show for like the one hour. And then he needs to like switch everything back. It's just like one of the, it's like I kick him out of his workspace Mm -hmm. um, at times. And that gets really frustrating. And he put it to me in the same way. He was like, well, what if I needed to um, kick you out of your studio every once in a while? And my studio doubles as a guest room. So if we ever have people come stay with us, I have to take Everything down, put everything away and have it set up and like I lose my workspace. So like we both have spaces that are potentially disrupted Mm -hmm. for these reasons. Um, his, he gets to keep up when guests come over. I have to take everything down, but I invade his space occasionally and he brought up, he was like, well, what if I needed to like stop you from working on what you're working on because I need to solder something for an hour, you know, twice a week or once every other week or something like that. And I was like, that would be annoying. Yes. And I could see how that would accumulate into an annoying thing. But at the same time, I'm not going to ask you to set up a totally like separate soldering station (laughs) (laughs) for, for like you needing that small amount of time. So we're kind of in this stuck place where it's annoying I don't want to annoy him. I don't want to interrupt his work. And like, I'm trying to schedule things around. So it's less annoying. So it's more of like, we. I wanted to bring up the discussion of a shared workspace, or when you have to invade someone else's space to get like one thing done, but you are interrupting them. And if anyone is, I don't know if it's different brains that work different ways, but If I'm interrupted, I am incredibly irritable about it because I'm like, you just wrecked my focus. It takes me so long to find focus Mm -hmm. and then you break it and I am absolutely irate about it. I'm really, really a bad person to interrupt. And, you know, I feel like I'm doing this to, you know, my partner in my house. Like I'm interrupting him when he's in a flow because I'm like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I need to record a podcast. Time to get out. Stop whatever flow you were in. And he's the same, you know, he doesn't get mad at me. He's so much nicer than I am. But like, <laughs> I'm still interrupting his flow where he was like, involved in a, in something. And I'm like, up, oh, you have to get up and I need to record this show. Yeah,
0: because things like that, even if they aren't an actual conflict, you know, things can be you know, objectively annoying without it being anyone's fault. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause I've had situations like that too, and sometimes it's silly things where it's like, you need to move the stuff you're doing because I can't cut on any other table. Or yeah. whatever it might be. Or, uh, in, in my pottery studio where originally it was a shared space. You know, it was my, my pottery studio and just like your average pokey roundy shop but then I needed more (laughs) space and a lot of the tools uh, did not like the moist environment of the clay. But, you know, before that, and sometimes still in some things, you know, he will come in and be doing stuff that means that I can't focus or I will have blocked the studio for anything because the kiln is running and that means that the whole room is full of fumes and nobody should go in there. Mm -hmm. And again, like, it's not, it's just like, okay, well, You can't even go in there and get your tools and do it somewhere else right now, unless I guess you're wearing a full gas mask. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, it's never really a conflict, but it is annoying. And it's annoying for both people because, or it can be at least, least, because I feel like the being, when you're the interrupter, Mm
1: -hmm. you,
0: it's easy to feel guilty. Oh, yeah. and And then you get mad because you're feeling guilty. And then you're also a little annoyed that this isn't just magically not an issue, you know what I mean? And it's, and it doesn't have to do with the other person. And then when you're the interruptee, like you're saying, maybe you're in a flow. Maybe you lost track of time. Maybe you just got in a flow five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Or, and and sometimes, you know, things can come up quickly because here it's a lot of the times these things are scheduled, but you're still interrupting. But sometimes if you're in a flow and somebody needs something from you or get to the tools that are behind you. It's it's even more like disrupty because then again a, a very typical ADHD thing is if you have one thing scheduled the whole day is gone because like all all the hours leading up to that you're just focusing on it so if yep. you know you have to leave your workstation at two p.m. you're just like well I I will just sit here and think about two p.m. as a philosophical construct. Well, because sometimes you have, like, if you are um, making something or
1: involved in, in creating something, sometimes you need, like, a three-hour time span. Like, you can't just stop something in the middle. Like, you can find little things to do, like little tasks, right? Like, yeah, sure, I'll do those little things. But if you really want to sit and, like, Make something, sometimes the things that you're working on, you need that big chunk of time. And if you know that there's going to be an interruption, you're just like, I
0: might as well not even start it. Like, because it's not worth it.
1: Anyway, distracted. We're talking about
0: spaces. (laughs) No, but with, with the resin, for instance, or with the the silicone even more, or because there are fast cure resins, but with certain materials, like the silicone, if somebody, if I'm, you know, setting up to, to make four molds and somebody comes and talks to me, and is like hey, hey i need the space for 5 minutes and i'm like but in 5 minutes these will have cured and i won't have squished anything into them mm-hmm. that's an extreme example but it can be like that too like i can't set up uh you know i i, I can't well with the pottery for instance yes technically i can center something and do the first 3 pulls and then leave the room spray it with water and hope it's still fine in 2 hours but that's not realistic or like think about people, like I think
1: about my friend Tanya who is making cakes out of her home, right? Mm-hmm. Like she has to bake and do stuff all day, but also her family needs to eat and there needs to be like functioning kitchen, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you are essentially sharing the family space with your business, hobby, craft, like whatever you want to classify it as. Like that's, I think that's what we're talking about today. And, you know, one of the things I want to bring up... um, which I'm sure all of our long-term listeners know. I had a studio space that was outside of the home for like painting and making messes and ruining the sink over there <laughs> instead of at my house. Um, I'm and currently smelling. not smelling, loca- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and smelling up everything. Um, I'm currently not in a location where I have access to that space anymore. So now I'm operating and doing this kind of stuff out of the home and that's why these issues are coming up so i want to point that out in case someone's like what happened to your studio it's still <laughs> there it's just in a different town uh, <laughs> um currently temporarily temporarily
0: relocated but um and i mean sometimes yeah. it's even just little things like there's this thing called the advent of code where cody people Spend every day up to Christmas in December. They get like these challenges. They have to figure something out. It's, it's very involved. And, uh, Pontus likes to do it. And last year he was doing it. He would get up and he would go into my office and sit at my desk because like he would do it like right before after his shower in the bathroom is right next door. And he would, uh, my chair, like, it tips back. Like, everything on my chair is set up to be very, like, soft and, and bendy. And he would lock it because he doesn't like the chair to lean when he leans. So I would come down to do things, start to lean backward and be like thunk because my chair wouldn't lean. It's a tiny, tiny thing. I'm, I'm guessing it's, you know, similar for you guys. I don't know if you like the office chair. At different heights, or the oh microphone no, I or whatever. raise the desk
1: like I <laughs> to raise
0: the desk. Like I make a mess, and it,
1: it's it's very annoying. And
0: I see that it's annoying. Like I understand. <laughs> I mean, you could see it the other way too. Like you know, he has the everything at the wrong height. But you know, and like little things like that. Oh, it are is you- his
1: office. I really am. Like for podcast reasons, I'm super
0: invasive. Like I'm the invasive <laughs> species here. <laughs> the the female of the species is more invasive than the male. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I I sometimes feel guilty. And I've talked about this so many times that I like have all these different spaces where I take over, but it's also because I have big hobbies and I do them all the time.
1: No, I'm totally in the same boat as you. And that's one of the points of contention. And I've, I've discussed this with Marco and made sure it was okay that I talked about on the podcast and stuff, but it's like, he feels like there's not a single space that's just his in the house. Like everything is somehow shared and I made the point that like I kind of have the same thing, being that like mm-hmm. even though I have a studio that he's not going into and doing things in, it's you could still, be displaced
0: at any moment.
1: It's yeah, it's still like I mean yes, it's it's more planned. Like I I can see that coming. You know, if someone's going to be staying with us and I need to you oh know, no, put I'm, everything I'm right away. outside your
0: door right now. Oh,
1: oh cool. Um okay. Look, you need to give me like an hour at least, to, like clean everything <laughs> up. Um, but like, but. Yeah, it's not a completely like, I can't just close that door forever and ever and ever Mm -hmm. have anyone in there. So it is like, my space isn't shared every day, but it does need to be like broken down and put away if it needs to be. And that's why like... My studio has a Murphy bed in the wall, and I just got a desk installed that like folds up into the wall and becomes like it looks like art. It's it's gonna be awesome. I, I can't love wait this, to show it off.
0: This weird sixties home of the future. So yeah, you're talking it is. It's, it's
1: it's crazy. Like so, I have this desk that like comes down. I have all my you know stuff all over the desk, and then the bed goes up. It like goes into the wall, and then if it needs to be the reverse, the desk goes up and the bed comes down. It's pretty amazing.
0: It's it's like a weird cartoon like camper van everything
1: falls into the wall (laughs) it is that's my studio here so it's like i i have this wonderful amazing space and i'm lucky enough to have this at all and like the cool functionality of it but at the same time it still is a technically a shared space
0: i I also i hadn't thought about this before but a lot of people and i'm assuming you too you know you often have to also share spaces with a, a small person who Yeah. Well, he he
1: doesn't use my studio. Like, that's, you know, he doesn't use the office. He doesn't
0: use the studio. He comes in and, like, visits and stuff. That's because he lives here. (laughs) on On the sort of more general sense, like, if there is, say, one good work table in your home, you might have to share that or, uh, tell your kid that you need to eat on it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can annoy each other. Oh, at yeah. I mean, point. his
1: homework and everything is all over the place up in the kitchen, you know, and we have like uh, gaming PCs out like laptops out on the kitchen island. And I have a puzzle going, you know, it's it's all of this. Every home has to have multiple places that multiple people use for different reasons. And mm-hmm. at certain times it's taken up by one person's activity and the other people have to dislocate That's just kind of the nature of these shared spaces. But I guess what we need to, like, test talk out is how do we solve these problems? How do we not annoy each other about these shared spaces? And it's like – it would be great if we could all have, like, these infinite rooms where we can just shut the doors and have our hobbies and have everything out. Just, fold more rooms out of our rooms. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, why can't we just, like, keep building more and more rooms? We would take up a whole city block. But, like – So like, how do we manage this? And, you know, I discussed with you in the beginning that like, I don't want to be constantly bringing up the idea of quarantine and this being a different thing. But being at home more has been a reality for a lot of people this year. And the idea of sharing these spaces, especially like integrating work and integrating hobbies and things more into the home with other people. And the stresses that causes, how do we solve this? How do you work this out? Besides yeah, the
0: schedule, like, but everyone but, feels like it's a lose-lose at that point, right? Well, cause a lot of people, like, if you worked at home before, you had chosen that. So you had, like, some, some way, hopefully set up your life for that. And then suddenly you had to sort of have all these different workstations for adults and kids that also had to then become, like, craft stations. It's, it's weird. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take our brains off that for a moment okay. so that we can come back and be super smart and fix it in like four to five minutes because I want to talk about today's sponsor. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so Baron Fig knows that uh, you and I and many people like us who have excellent taste love pen and paper and things that zip up around other things. So Baron Fig started out with a confidant notebook. They sold almost 10,000 in the first month. So they wanted to get more thinker products on the market. And since then, Baron Fig has expanded their
1: line of tools for thinkers to include notebooks, writing instruments, bags, accessories, and so much more. And as we're talking about like sharing our spaces and stuff, this notebook with the little zippy pouch, it is so easy to like move from location to location <laughs> and have it all kind of like tucked inside. It's really, it's actually been really good. I've been using it as like my podcasty notebook, like going all different yeah, places. Yeah, I've, f-
0: I finally got mine. And first of all, it's really funny that in the last episode, I was like, I really like nice packaging, but I feel like uh, are you thinking? And then the Baron Fig stuff came, and it was so beautifully packaged in these like really luxurious boxes. And I was like, "Oh no, Baron Fig, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you." Uh But again, I like nice packaging. But then I was like, you know, you playing could use with-
1: those boxes
0: for like a lot of things. Absolutely. <laughs> so I was playing with like the zipper pouch, and you're right, the zipper is so satisfying. And like I was putting things in, and we were talking, and I was like. Cause, uh, Pontus was next to me on the couch as I was unpacking it. And I was like, ooh, look, I can fit my phone in the like slot on the front. And he took it and he was like, yeah, this could be really handy at work. And then I was like, look, my iPad mini fit in it. And I was suddenly like five years old. I was like, give me my toy back. I I don't, I don't trust the look (laughs) on your face right now. He should use our code make do 20 to get his own 20% off (laughs) and purchase the
1: idea tool set, right?
0: Yeah. Because like it just felt so nice and it was it was really funny he was like ooh this is this is teal did you did you get to choose or did they just know and i was like no no i chose everything i love how the pen tucks into the spine uh huh it's so it, do- it won't go anywhere but it's not in the way of anything exactly so it won't nice. push against any of the of the other things and yeah mm-hmm. cuz i was like I, I thought, cause when you said like you can stick other things in, I, I don't know why I had a hard time imagining it. Cause usually things that do that will either be like slightly too bulky or not like they'll, you know, get, get overstuffed. But here I, I really do feel like it would be a really great work tool to have like your notebook and you know, your phone and like, I don't know, your, your key card thingy, like it has these slots on the inside that feel secure and tight, but still open enough. I don't know if this is making sense. I don't know what magic
1: they did because it it does. It feels like it fits a whole bunch of stuff without being like that like bulky cuz I've had notebook covers that are kind of like uh they feel a little balloony, you know, like they are loose before you fill them right? with tons of stuff and then they get lumpy. This, it's like that nice, sleek, tight, like notebook cover, but then but it, it goes in for stuff. I'm like, this is magic. Like this is magic. So our listeners of Make Do should go and use the code MAKEDO20 and get 20% off your own very own idea tool set. Pontus, if you're listening, go use our code
0: <laughs> MAKEDO20. Yeah, don't don't uh, take my stuff.
1: And Baron Fig not only works towards championing thinkers around the world and inspiration and imagination, but they're also dedicated to leaving the earth better than they found it. And for every Confident Notebook sold, Baron Fig plants a tree. So that's like included in the idea tool set is you have a notebook in there. So you get to plant a tree and Mm
0: -hmm. get this cool, you know, tool set. It's awesome. Yeah, to get your tool set, not mine, uh, and plant a tree today, go to barrenfig.com. use the code Do 20 at checkout to receive 20% off the idea tool set, Barren Fig, Do your best thinking. And again, we, I know that it's so hard to, I think, I think we sound corny enough that people understand that this is actually what we no, feel. If We're they s- made it all
1: the way through this ad, like, yeah, it's an ad for a podcast. And if you use our offer code, it's kind of a vote for us to like, you know, monetize our podcast a little bit, which is super great for us. But at the same time, we're only going to talk about products that we actually like. Like, I'm not just going to accept an ad buy from just anybody. And a company like Baron Fig, who I've had their products before, I've bought them for years, and now they want to sponsor our podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm going to talk it up.
0: <laughs> because it's true. And, I, I mean, love their stuff. And the thing is, if if you're a listener of this podcast, you have heard us like, I don't know. Explode in joy over like an offset spatula, or like this really cool paper clip, or whatever it might be. So you know that we we geek out about fun tools.
1: So yeah, you should go geek out. Fun tools, make do twenty idea tool set.
0: Yeah. Okay, back to back to space, and I'm like, could they make a slightly bigger thing that you can like carry a whole podcast studio in?
1: Oh, I'll get back to you. Okay, now we need to solve our problems. Okay, get out our notebooks. Let's (laughs) fix (laughs) this.
0: Write down. Because what I was thinking of, like, because I I think there are different kinds of sharing here. There is the kind that it sounds like is mainly maybe your, or one of your issues is like, there is one space that has this function. Mm -hmm. You don't both use it enough to, to make, to have it make sense to make another one, but you have to sort of displace one another at times. Primarily you displacing Marco, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's beside the point. Uh, it's completely fair and equal and honest. Uh, <laughs> and then sometimes you have, you know, like you, you there's not room to have a, another making space. Like you, you don't have a whole room where you can spread out. And then sometimes it's just like there's, there's no rooms for anything. All the making has to be done in this one studio and, you know, making people find each other. So I don't know if I would recommend like a dating app where you only hook up people who have hobbies that require a lot of stuff and hobbies that require not a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, no. Well, we're,
1: it's already too late. I, I've already done the dating <laughs> <laughs> and I've already done the choosing the people I'm going to be living with. So we're already in this position. Like, I don't know. I I don't know. This might not have a answer. I mean, this might if be there feelings any, episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just might be like airing of the grievances episode because I would love to hear from listeners if anyone had this similar problem and how they solved it. I don't
0: know. I think what's hard is that – because, like, I'm sure I could think of, like, not just, like, hey, make a table, Uh but, like, there are probably, like, 10 solutions I could think of for you, but most of them won't be viable because of your situation, which I don't know all of, you know? It also
1: feels like –
0: I don't know. I just feel like that
1: sometimes a simple answer is the best answer and like everything else makes everything more complicated. Because we've gone through the whole idea of what if like we have a little temporary studio that's like pop-up and it's like, well then why aren't I using the good one? Like that's just mm-hmm. there already. Uh it's and scheduling is tricky because when you podcast with people, you podcast with other people who have other schedules and other time commitments. There are so many solutions, but they just make it
0: more complicated. Mm-hmm. You know what and, I mean. And also, a lot of you know, compromise is a very good word, but sometimes you know, there's that joke that compromise is a solution where nobody's happy. That's mm-hmm. how you know it's a good compromise, <laughs> and that's also you know not a good compromise where it's like, well, this is suddenly unnecessarily worse for one person or unnecessarily worse for both people. Like, yes, you could you know, set up the microphone and all the audio stuff in a closet, but there is this space that is better where it's like, yes, okay, so it's more fair, but it's suddenly worse for both of you.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yes,
0: that's a solution, but it's not. And like, yes, I suppose we could buy another dining room table for cutting fabric on and put it nowhere because there's no room for that. Do I build a foldy down table just like... (laughs) In our bedroom, do I set up a, a giant piece of wood across our bed and do all my fabric cutting on there? I guess. Yeah. How would you solve your problem? Like, how did, um, like, where did you
1: find space for Pontus's, like, tool stuff? If the, you know, when the kiln is on or the, <laughs> all the stuff isn't too humid, like, how did that resolve?
0: Where did his hobby go? Uh, well, the thing is, Part of that hobby was mostly storage for the stuff. So some of it went in because we built a shed in, mm-hmm. in our backyard, a fairly small shed, but a lot of the tools made more sense there because like they don't need to be readily accessible and they're more like big worky type tools like saws and things. Uh, but you also don't want those to get too wet. And then some of it just like went into his office because he was like, well, it is actually nicer to sit here and like solder and tinker with things mm-hmm. to like have a nicer workspace for that. It's in some ways it's not fair. And in some ways it is fair. And I think it's it's like with the compromises, sometimes there is no fair or sometimes the best solution is deeply unfair. Because it, quote unquote, makes more sense. Yeah, I guess we we're talking about too, like there's usually, like
1: you were saying, finding a dating app with like one person who has big stuff, one person has little stuff. So like it matches up. But then, I don't know, like I'm the, I'm the more, I'm the space monster. Like I eat <laughs> all the extra space in the house, mostly for myself. And how does that feel fair? Like, but I do all like the big crafty things exactly. that take up space and make messes and need its own weird you know, little,
0: little things to make it work. But also it is actually kind of funny because I've talked about this before. Like I have the bigger sort of office workroom uh, because I work from home in a normal year mm-hmm. and I have more hobbies that need more supplies. And then suddenly when we were both working from, or again, even more mostly him because I was sick part of last year, then you're suddenly like, well, you now spend all of your time in that room where your like little workbench and supplies are and it feels way more cramped. So mm-hmm. you know things things change. I don't know. I yeah, no, this is definitely more of a talk things out of your heart than your head test talky thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's difficult no matter what. And like, you know, again, full disclosure of privilege here, like we designed our house that we're living in. And we still are finding ways to be like, oh, no, we can't, like, this is overlapping, this isn't working. Like, there's no way to anticipate how your lives are going to evolve and the things that you're going to need space for. Like, there's always going to be somehow these struggles. I feel like that there is no perfect space solution besides having, like, a 50 room house <laughs> like
0: there's yeah, no cuz you way. could have just build more and more sheds uh cuz i mean we we've we've talked about that like if we cuz we have a but very small but then who small... has to go into the shed like someone else
1: gets to work in the nice warm sunny house and someone else has to go into like the shed in the backyard that sucks <laughs>
0: cuz we have we have a very small backyard so we couldn't do this but like my fantasy would be to build like a half size sort of medium sized shed That could be heated, and I could have a studio in Mm -hmm. just to like I would go out there and I would have more room and like I could have more light and everything, but that's not a possibility at all. And it's not like, oh, when we have more money, I mean, I guess if we suddenly won the lottery and could buy all our neighbors' plots, not realistic. Um, well, okay, so for your shed outside, the one that Pontus is in now, it's a small
1: shed, right? You said, yeah, it's 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 like uh, a couple of square meters, it's mostly storage. Could you knock down that shed and put up a slightly bigger shed and have
0: that become your studio? No, there's a giant tree on one side and our neighbor's fence on the other. Can you build around the tree and have like an atrium in the middle? <gasps> no. Oh. There are also rules about – because because our, our, our plot of land is so tiny – Uh, we already had to, like, ask our neighbors permission to build the shed. Mm. That wasn't really an issue because they all also have sheds, like, in the corner of their tiny backyards. Yeah. Um, But we legally couldn't build much bigger. How do we make do here, Julia? I don't know. <laughs> How do we find our way to say making that, do? Say that you had started out being an embroiderer. You wouldn't need that much space to work and you wouldn't need that much space to store your supplies. We're going to get letters from embroiderers. We're going to show us their amazing stashes. But you know what I mean? But then you find a new craft that suddenly needs more room. Mm-hmm. And this like wonderful shared space that you have suddenly doesn't work. And I mean- if you hadn't started podcasting or if you had started podcasting two years from now, your room wouldn't be set up for the reality that mm-hmm. you have, right? And if I suddenly wanted to make big oil paintings, I mean, in in my case, I would admit that I would have to like, okay, I have to drop then one or two other hobbies that are taking up all this other space. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, things change. Say Pontus wants to take up oil painting and I'm like, uh, can you do that in our unfinished cold attic i don't know you know what i mean like it's that things will change
1: too is like even the idea of like it feels like sometimes space even stifles creativity a little bit like the idea of like wanting to take up a bigger hobby and not having the space for it Mm -hmm. like that kind of makes me really sad but as like a creative makey person it's like i feel like i want everyone to always have the space to explore whatever creativity they want to explore to the extent that that's possible and this is exactly what's happening here. It's like, you know, sometimes you have to decide what you're going to get involved
0: in because of the space available, and that stinks. And, you know, over this year, it also became like cuz you couldn't, you know, all all maker spaces and all like places you could go to take classes or try out things, they closed, mm-hmm. most places, you know. And I'm assuming that a lot of places uh, a lot of places people who rent studio space couldn't go there because maybe public transport was shut or you were in complete lockdown and couldn't go anywhere so that even the solutions that exist norm like again things change mm-hmm. in weird ways so if normally i'd be like well you you know i can go to this one place and do pottery there in a normal year or whatever now i couldn't and then mm-hmm. you have to be like okay obviously if i lived in a small apartment i would know that Like, okay, that means I can't do pottery because there's no way to set up a studio here. And that is true for a lot of people in a lot of situations. And that sucks. Again, there's no solution here. Great. Now we just talked ourselves into just being like Mm. "Er," grumpy about our spaces. (laughs) Boo.
1: Uh, I think we should reach out to the listeners. So if anyone has a similar situation – and you had thought of solutions, let us know. um you can go or even and, just
0: your frustrations,
1: yeah, I would love i i mean, I wouldn't love to hear your frustrations because I have my <laughs> own, but like i I would um I would be interested in hearing, you know, if anyone commiserates and and is in the same predicament, um maybe we could test talk this all together, but you can and wait, can I? I just say, can I end on a happy note? Oh, yeah, we should ha- and before I, I jump into where to go to our show notes and stuff, yeah, ha-
0: happy us up. Because we're all mad. or er, We're stewing in our little spaces. I felt like the best silly maker this morning when I made a practically perfect poached egg. Oh, you did make a good poached egg. Wow, that's really off topic. But cool. Let's talk I just about felt that. like I needed to like – because like I – you know, I was having trouble and the, like they were often edible but just like looked like some sort of weird apocalyptic nightmare disaster. And then I like <laughs> looked up a whole bunch – because, you know, I've Googled this before and I just found – I guess the technique that worked for my brain and it was so good and I had it on home-baked sourdough and I was like, maximum millennial, I love myself. But it was just very satisfying because, you know, it was like round and perfect and like just looked like, hello, I am a poached egg in in a magazine. And then I put hollandaise sauce it and had a sort of eggs fake addict and it was delicious. Mm. All right, show notes. No, that now I'm hungry. Now I'm going to go have a snack. (laughs) <laughs> in a place that isn't a
1: shared space. Well, I guess kitchens are always shared spaces. But you can go and find our show notes at <laughs> relay.fm slash make do we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us individually at Tiff Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And don't forget to head on over to bearandfig.com where you can get your very own idea tool set, which can work in all different spaces and traveling to other spaces. And nice and, and fits an iPad mini. And fit- wow, I can't believe it fits an iPad mini. That's pretty cool. Well, if you want to also Also, you know, get your iPad mini in there. Um, uh, You can go and use code MAKEDO20. We'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do in some sort of space. I don't know. I'm sorry if you have to kick people out of your space or people are kicking you out of your space or maybe you're just happy and you have a perfect space. And even then, I want to hear about it. I just want to hear about the perfect space because I wish it existed. Uh, Yeah, go make, do wherever you can. Make space for yourself.